this morning was special. There were two other VIPers on with me for the morning conversation. One of them is sharing how he has a tough decision to make and just didn't know what to do. The next thing I know, the other VIPer, an international one, starts speaking truth over his life. I get a word from God. Like, I'm going, what? This is odd. This is what I hoped everything a VIP membership would be. And then God's like, hey, stop thinking about that. I got a word I want you to share with him. So now I'm sharing the word I get. Before we knew what was even going on, we were all agreeing to spend the next three days together praying and fasting over this decision. I'm telling you right now, friends, this is not just a VIP group. Like the vip this morning said, it really is a family. So check it out, smalleyinstitute.com. Look, you may have seen the title of this one uh, from the beginning of this experience, this online course, and you just it just stood out. It felt like a nuclear bomb. What if he doesn't come back? I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart, I haven't been stressed for you about this because hopefully what you've already understood and come to really believe in your own heart is that all I really need is Christ. So as much as I would love my husband to come back, he might not. And this is the reality that we that we have to face. And it's an important thing to understand because if, if you've turned your husband into an idol, right? Now it's the, this must happen or I can't be okay. The level of which that will sabotage your relationship is extraordinary. It does not help your relationship of any kind with a child, parent, family, friends, community. When we need them more than we need Christ, we're gonna be stressed out because they can't meet our needs anyways. So as much as I want your marriage to reconcile, as much as I know you want your marriage to reconcile, we don't have control over other people. So you can make all of the correct changes. You can do all of the right things. And your husband could still choose bitterness. He could still choose unforgiveness. And this is totally out of your hands. But I'm praying through this study that you have come to the realization that I'm okay. I'll be okay if we reconcile. I'll be okay if we don't reconcile. I don't need that to happen because then you've really gotten to the right place that you need to be. If God calls you into another marriage potentially, then you gotta go into that marriage knowing that this is wonderful, but I'm okay. I'm okay being single. I'm okay being a single parent. I'm okay if I God calls me to marriage again. I'm okay regardless of my circumstances. So this is not the worst thing on earth that can happen to you. And I, I can make this promise. I don't know how. I just know that God will do something with it. He's going to bring someone into your life who's three, four, five years behind you in the exact same journey that you're going to be able to encourage. But he's also going to heal your wounds. He's going to heal your brokenness. 
He's going to transform your life. You're going to become more mature. You're going to become more, uh, you're going to increase in wisdom. You're going to be able to endure more patiently the suffering that's like coming down the pipe. So we know this world isn't as it should be. And the good thing is we have Jesus. We have him there and he's, he's going to keep his promises. So what you want to be careful though at this point is you can't panic. This is not the time to start demanding and going, this is wrong and this is wrong in the eyes of God and this is, you shouldn't be doing this and what look what you're throwing away. And the more demanding, the more panicked you get, the more you're gonna convince your husband that he's doing the right thing. You're gonna convince him and you're gonna, you're going to prove his negative beliefs and, and regardless of your heart, regardless of your intention, we cannot put our faith in Christ or our marriage, we cannot base it off of outcomes that we have in our head that we think is the only correct outcome. We don't control it. The only outcome you actually have control over is how you respond. So it's just an opportunity to show your husband, I really do love you even, even if you're not doing what my heart wants so much. So your goal can't be to win him back. Your goal has to be to continue growing in love towards your husband, especially when it's not easy, especially when he's he's being stubborn and bitter and unforgiving. This is just another opportunity to show him I'm I'm different. I'm not the same person. I am at peace whether we're together or not. And it's not a hateful, I don't care. I don't need you to be happy. No, it's, I'm okay. I love you. I still pray for us. And I'm still very open to us reconciling. But I understand if you're, if this is a decision you're going to make, you're going to make it and just know I'm still going to love you anyways. Now, why didn't he come back? I mean, I've said, it could be bitterness, unforgiveness. It's his own. It's his own addiction. It's his own brokenness that he just doesn't isn't ready to see yet, and that stinks. But what are we going to do about it? <laughs> There's nothing we can do other than take care of our own self. So keep praying for him. Keep doing the right thing, regardless of what he's doing. It, you know, and, and one of the things you might have to ask yourself is, all right, Lord, is there anything I've been doing that's been sabotaging this? Is there is there something that I've been blind to that I need to address? Maybe is there something that I need to repent from, Lord, not just to you, but do I need to go to my husband? Is there anything that I have that I need to seek forgiveness over and repair? Remember, and it's to repair, seek forgiveness because it's the right thing to do. Not, oh, if I just go and ask forgiveness for this or, you know, invent something that you think isn't really a thing, but maybe this will change his mind. You can't do it for those reasons. Our heart and what we do matters. You do it because the Lord convicted you and it's the right thing to do. So now what? Number one, for the love of all things holy, don't rush in to another relationship it is unbelievable to me how many Christian people, evangelical, conservative Christian people rush into the next thing. 
Which, what does that tell God, me, and everyone around you? Marriage is an idol. I can't be alone. I can't be happy with just me and God. So who's the next, <laughs> frankly, who's the next victim? There's a reason second marriages have over a 70% divorce rate. There's a reason. Because wounded people haven't done the job, aren't pursuing God's will, they're not getting the healing, and you're going to continue making the same mistake over and over and over again. And what you will find out, especially those who might be going through this, and maybe you're trying to save your second marriage. Second marriage ain't easier. It is more difficult to succeed because now you're throwing ex-spouses into the mix and stepchildren into the mix, and that ain't easy. So don't rush. Take your time. My general rule of thumb with people is, man, it's going to be probably at minimum a year from the date the divorce papers are signed. I just let that one sink in. It, it Again, the fact that people will start dating before they're even officially divorced because they'll rationalize it in their head going, well, I mean, you know, our marriage has been dead for a long time. We've been separated for six months, a year. It's going to happen anyway. No, that's just crazy. Slow down. Typically, it's a good year post the divorce for you to even get your feet back on solid ground. You have work to do. You have healing to do. And look, especially if the two of you have children together, you have children to care about. And the craziest part, y'all still have to figure out a way to get along. So you have co-parenting issues to get going on. And you have to be able to start getting along. That's the dirty little secret about divorce is all the consequences of divorce for children are real. But do you realize they only really happen to kids whose parents continue not getting along after the divorce? So if you do care about your kids, then you're going to figure out how to get along with your ex-husband. Even if he doesn't want to, you still don't have to engage. You can be the light and you've got to be the light for your kids. So you've got work to do. Get into counseling. Make sure you have a mentor. Make sure you're being discipled. Be reading the books, going to the small group, doing the things necessary to continue your own personal growth and healing. So don't rush back into anything. Keep loving your husband unconditionally because you don't know what God's up to. You don't know what's going on in your husband's heart. How sad would it be if you move on too quickly and suddenly your husband has the breakthrough you've been waiting for and now it's too late. You're not only in another relationship, but you're married again. So give it time. Let it go. I have so many miracles. I have, I've done premarital intensive with a couple who had been unsaved and very dysfunctional. They get divorced. They both get remarried. Both of them and their spouses, new spouses find Christ. They end up getting along. They're doing great stuff together as families, which you should do. And then both of their spouses die from brain cancer, like 13 years, something like that later. And then they end up realizing, hey, obviously broken about their second spouses dying, but they end up getting remarried again. I've had couples who've been divorced 10 years, five years, who do get back together. Obviously, it's not something 
that you put out there with your kids and go, no, it's going to, no, just, just know it can happen. But you sabotage that if you rush on too fast. You got to keep the work of forgiving him, on loving him, so that you can keep your heart open for his change. That's, that's one of those things that breaks my heart is when someone has been dealing with a spouse who isn't doing the right thing and, and they're being wounded and they desperately want their spouse to get healed and to start doing the right thing. And then finally the spouse figures it out and now they get bitter because they weren't taking care of their heart. They weren't being obedient to the commands of Christ. They weren't trusting him fully. And then when it finally happens, now they shut down and they cause you know, chaos to continue in the relationship. So keep your heart open and then just make sure you have a group of mature uh, women around you who also believe in Jesus and just continue praying. Continue praying with them for yourself, for your husband, for your children, for the different ways that God's calling you to grow. And lastly, I'll just encourage you, and I know you can hear, I'm actually in Colorado Springs, right by the Air Force Academy. So I apologize if the planes are a little too loud, but you gotta do what you gotta do. So the last thing, if he doesn't come back, self-care. Remember, you're wounded, you're hurt. So you do need to make sure you're doing things actively that are, that are pouring into you, right? The divorce is draining you. Uh, your ex-husband potentially at this point is draining you. So what are you gonna be doing? What are the activities? Honestly, I'd encourage you, write down four to, four to five, six different ways that you can maintain self-care that you can be getting poured into, right? I've shared that before in this very experience. You know, riding in my Jeep with the top off and the doors off is self-care. Jacuzzis are self-care for me. Movies are self-care for me. Uh, hanging out with good friends is self-care for me. So what are those activities that you need to be incredibly intentional right now in doing to make sure that you're working on your heart so you can be as loving as possible to your husband who's being resistant to your growth, but you can also be strong if you have children and then you can be strong in your community.